You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Bears. Bears! Uh, It's still the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam. Monday, December 10th, 2018. It's a victory Monday, ladies and gentlemen. For half the room. Yeah, I'm For sorry. half the room, it's a victory Monday. <laughs> but for you, you've been glowing uh, all morning yeah. long. Look, we had a guy, Promotions Brad, come over today. And uh, around here at the station, big fantasy. Everybody's been into big you know, fantasy football course, around playoff here. playoff time. Heard there's $800 on the line for the mm-hmm. winner. And Brad comes looking over for Beam this morning. And he goes, yeah, you know, Brandon, he's, he's going to be a little upset about losing in fantasy yesterday. I said, eh, see, I think that's where you're wrong. Yeah. I said, did you see what happened in Chi-Town last night? That's right. Who cares about fantasy? I I'm said, talking about what's going on in the real world. In the real world and what happened in the real world last night was your team put it on my guy, Sean McVay, part of the yeah. team Strongbeard, um, put it on him and absolutely just dismantled one of the best offenses we've seen in the NFL in the last decade. Sure. Put it on him. Yeah. I mean, you are, you got to be on cloud 20 right now. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good, Maddie. For some reason, like I don't know if you get this way as a fan, but you know, like I'm I'm a realistic fan because you know if you've listened to this podcast before with us talking about Ohio State, uh, obviously there are expectations for this Ohio State team uh, each and every week. The Purdue week, we told you that that thing would get sticky. We knew that that situation, uh, everything. So like when it comes to my fandom, Maddie, I'm a very realistic fan, but for some reason. I had a gut feeling all week that the Bears, while playing the Rams, were just going to trounce them. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the fact that they were coming to Chicago. I don't know if it was the cold weather. I don't know if it was because they lost the heartbreaker to the Giants. I just had a feeling all week that the Bears were going to roll in that Sunday night game, and boy golly did they. I mean, that was just a butt kicking for the ages, and the offense played Horrendous. Jordan Howard had his best game of the year, over 100 yards, quietly. He was fine. Mitch looked like a guy who hadn't pay- played in the past two games. He looked a little shaky, a little so. rusty. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they um, absolutely just ethered the Los Angeles Rams last Man. night. I can't be more excited. Uh, you know that I'm heading to Chicago this week to see the Bears take on the Packers. The Night King. Yeah. And the best part about this is that the Seattle Seahawks play the Vikings tonight uh, out in Seattle, the 12th man and everything like that. Um, so if the Seahawks win tonight and they beat the Vikings, if they take down the Purple People Eaters, yeah. the Bears have a chance to lock up the NFC North next week while I will be in attendance taking down the Night King and Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come mean, in riding on his ice dragon. Yes, he is. He's entering Winterfell. Yep. You're the Stark family right now. Mitch Trubisky is young Rob Stark, yep. the young wolf, and they're going to slay the Night King. That's what's going to happen. And I, I told so. you earlier, there's not going to be a better way for you to be crowned 2018 NFC North champs without slaying the Night King. You have you to do it. You don't want to do that against Kirk Cousins. You don't want to do that against Matt Stafford. Yeah, get him out of here. Get the, You want to take down arguably the best quarterback the game has ever seen. Sure. I'm excited for you. Now, on the flip side of this coin, my t- you know my rule. I know. I you know, know, I know. my rule. Horrible. I would rather lose to the Chiefs by 80 yep. than go to overtime with them. And get a, and just have my soul ripped out. It's like a slow bleed. And then two hours yeah. later, watch the Pittsburgh Steelers crap their pants against a two-win team in sure. Oakland. Yeah, I would be sitting on top of the AFC North right now. Of course, but it's all good. I my future is bright with Lamar Jackson. 
I'm feeling good about that. So you and I, our franchises are in good hands with franchise quarterbacks that yep. are very young in their first and second year. But you guys didn't come to this podcast to hear us. You know, one of us cry about our team and the other one um, <laughs> glow about his team. We are here to talk about Ohio State stuff, and yep. we're going to get right to it because there was an Ohio State Buckeye that was in the Big Apple, if you yep. didn't if you didn't know, that being Dwayne Haskins. You may have heard of him this year if you follow Ohio State football. And uh, look, I know a lot of Buckeye fans are very disappointed, but I think the lack of coverage of Dwayne Haskins, because I don't think there was a lot of people that were really expecting him to take the trophy. Yep. You and I thought he was definitely deserving of it, sure. for sure. But I think that's what rubbed people the wrong way because it seemed like to me, and it hit me that way, that he was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. I even saw a piece from our guy, our Wars, uh, War, Wasserman, excuse me, from The Athletic. And him he, too. Uh, yeah, him too, his twin brother. <laughs> and he put out a quote where Dwayne was asked about who he thinks should win the Heisman between Kyler and Tua. And the reporter didn't even ask him about himself personally, and you can read the quotes. I think it's out there on 11 Warriors. They put it in their skull session today. You, you guys know they do a great job of covering all things Ohio right. State. Um, to where Dwayne was a little salty about it, and understandably so, right? This guy put up ridiculous numbers, arguably the best season in Ohio State history at the quarterback position, um, arguably the best offensive season sure. Ohio State's ever seen in the history of the school. That, to me, is what really shocked me was that Dwayne just felt like they were just handing him a nice gift by just being there, and they really didn't give him a ton of respect. So, um, look, Kyler Murray won this thing. You can't take anything away from him when you look at his numbers. Over yep, 4,000 yards passing, 40, 40 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, all that good stuff, especially what he did with his legs as well. But that, to me, is what really blew me away, Beam, was the lack of, I don't want to say of respect, but just the lack of coverage that Dwayne got all week long, really. Yeah, I'm with you, Maddie. You know, I was uh, I woke up on Saturday morning, and um, you know, first thing I do is I flip on ESPN in the morning or Fox Sports or whatever. If there's no Premier League games on, I just I go over there and I watch what's uh, you know going on. And it was early in the morning. I think it was about you know eight fifteen or eight thirty, uh, and they had Kyler on. They had Kyler on uh, Sports Center before they got into their game day coverage. I'm like, all right, you know, that's fine having Kyler Murray on. And then, you know, the, the pictures kind of started trickling out on game day where they did an interview with Kyler and Tua, mm -hmm. just the two of them on game day. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, hold on a minute. All right, let's pump, the, up, let's pump the brakes for a second. Because right. I, if we're being honest, like I understand from a voter's perspective that a lot of the early votes came in yep. um, that – you know, Tua and Kyler were the most likely options to win. Okay. There, there was no doubt about it. No. And so, but what I just don't understand is that like Dwayne Haskins is a finalist for this award too. Don't leave him on the back burner. You that's know, all, that's my only thing. Treat him like he's a Heisman finalist. Yes. That's it. Like this guy is one of the top three players in the country. Right. He's up for a Heisman award. Yeah. He already got disrespected for not being up for the Davey O'Brien and the Maxwell award. Yep. Whatever. Will Greer and Gardner Minshew. Ridiculous. Congratulations. You're a finalist for that award. That's all said and good. But this is the Heisman trophy, all right? This no is the doubt. biggest single prize that you can win outside of the national championship in college football. Your name goes down in legacy with some of the all-time college football greats, NFL greats, whatever. Yes. For a guy like that, to be able to get to go to New York City and experience everything like that, uh, which is very cool for Dwayne, but really kind of just be an afterthought for the entire day. Like Man. it did, it rubbed me the absolute wrong way. That's all I'm saying is just put some respect on my guy Dwayne put Haskins' name. Put some respect name. on his name. Come Not on. even respect. It's yeah. 
respect like our guy Birdman. Uh, but no, that's the feeling that I think a lot of people took away from this thing. Because like I said off the top, I don't think a lot of people were absolutely expecting to win this. You can skew all these guys' numbers, especially the top three, and make a case for them to win the Heisman. You could do that for Tua, Kyler, and definitely sure. for Dwayne Haskins. But like you said... It just felt like he was a complete afterthought, and they were just really trying to give him a a pat on the back for being there, for having an incredible season. And honestly, it kind of just encapsulates his entire season here at Ohio State. Yeah, When you look at what he did here in Columbus, Ohio, everything that transpired in the summer and everything that just happened in the last week with Urban riding out in the sunset, hopefully with a Rose Bowl win and hand this baton off to Ryan Day, it completely wiped away his Heisman hype week. It really did. And yeah. I think we're going to look back at this year in history, five, ten years, whatever it is, when he goes to the NFL and he's suiting up for whatever NFL franchise and he's lighting it up the way we're seeing some of these rookie quarterbacks. Maybe yep. it takes him into year two, whatever the case is. Um, we're going to look back at this year and say, wow, did we really soak it all in? And on a much smaller scale, it reminded me of the year of Malik Hooker. Because when sure. you go back and oh, you yeah. really look at what Malik Hooker did, how he now there were some dogs on that defense. But when you, what he was doing back there, I mean, he was absolutely lights sure. out at safety. And I think he was just here in such a flash beam yep. that, like, it really, you got to remind yourself that, yeah, Malik Hooker went to Ohio State. You see him playing for the Colts. He's having a pretty good year this year. He's banged up last year, obviously, with a gruesome injury to his knee. But, man, that's what I think is going to happen for a lot of Buckeye fans, and myself included. When you look back at this one singular year, because I do think he's gone, you think so too, Mm -hmm. and I think it'd be a mistake for him to come back now when you look at the class that he can leave out with. But, I mean, my goodness, have we really been soaked everything in the way we should have with Dwayne Haskins? I don't think so, and I think Saturday was just a cherry on top to that Sunday to where, man, we just kind of, in a blink of an eye, really just looked past – one of the greatest Ohio State seasons we've ever seen offensively. Yeah, I mean, what Dwayne Haskins has done, you know, I think you and I and, you know, listeners of this podcast and Ohio State fans, like, you, you've you soaked in what Dwayne Haskins has done. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think a lot of people understand how truly special this guy is. And, you know, number one and number two fans are right here with me and you. Like, yes. I can't say enough about Dwayne Haskins, uh, just the way that he conducts himself on and off the football field. Seems like a great person. Um, and so... You know, I, this is a guy, Matty, who's going out every single week and shattering Ohio State records. Just, uh, just just, demolishing Ohio State records week in and week out. Passing yards, touchdowns, single season passing yards, touchdowns, Big Ten records, uh, Ohio State records, everything. And then for a guy like Dwayne Haskins to get invited to the Heisman, um, once again, very cool. But that's all I'm saying is just treat that cat like he belongs there. Yeah. All right? Because if you're not going to treat him like that, then just make it a two-man show Please. and don't even invite him. That's what that's the feeling I was getting. Yeah. I came to the point Saturday in the evening when this thing was rolling. I was like, why did they even bring him here? Right. Why did they even bring him here? Sure. Because there was no love for him. And I think here at Ohio State, I think Buckeye fans, and look, probably us included, when you get accustomed to greatness every single week, yep. you know what's going to be there. So what was the focus all year long? It was the defense and yep. what Urban's going to do right. after the season. Because you knew number seven was going to go out and bail you out for the most part. Ninety percent of the season he had a breezy you cover out. girl, baby. He's no the doubt. best form of makeup this Ohio State team had. We've been saying it all year long, and I think that's been such a misfortune this year for Dwayne Haskins because he knows how great he was. The players in that locker room knows how great he was, and I do think for the most part, Buckeye Nation realizes how great he was. I just think nationally, the macro look of this beam, he really didn't get the love he deserved. Because for some reason, we got so caught up in the ancillary pieces around Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. 
that it really just overshadowed everything he did. All right, we got to take a quick break here. I want to let you know about Sling TV. Then we'll come back and talk about a little bit of the coaching staff. We had some news on that come down uh, this weekend. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back right here in a second. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. Before we get to the coaching staff stuff, I did want to bring up the voting because it was just, I mean, because Kylie even blew out Tua, which was a, a bit surprising to me. Do you think that was because Tua, the lack of, let's say, complete games, not from him X and O wise, but just because he sat out so many fourth quarters that maybe some voters looked at this thing as, man, Alabama was just completely dominant on both sides of the ball. He didn't have to do that much, and Kyler got into so many shootouts um, that he had to bail Oklahoma out more than Alabama did. Do you think that maybe that was some of the thinking? Yeah, I think that Alabama, I think it works in both ways, Maddie. I think that Alabama was so good throughout the course of the entire year, uh, and there's no doubt that Tua Tungavailoa's season was spectacular. Mm-hmm. All right, This thing was an absolute gorgeous season from him. Uh, you knew what he needed to do. Only four picks for the entire year. He had great numbers. But I'm with you. I think that uh, it kind of worked counterclockwise. It worked in a, in a counter-reaction way because you know they're flashing up the stats there on Saturday night. It's like snaps on, in the fourth quarter for both these guys. And I think Dwayne Haskin had like over a thousand plays right. in the fourth quarter, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Kyler had like 650, and Tua only had like 200. Or, right. it's, I don't. I, I don't know the exact sure. numbers, no, but you know what I mean. I, yeah, your points will take. And taken. so you know, I think it does. I think it works in the exact opposite way. Is that Earlier on in games, Alabama was just so much better than their opponents where they roll out the helmets and it's like, boom, the game's over in the first two and a half quarters. He gets pulled out of the game. Right. And so you look at a guy like that and there's really no Heisman moments that he can create for himself. There's none. None. And so you go back and you watch the Big 12 championship game. Um, You know, Kyler was special in that fourth quarter. He did. He did great in a couple of touchdown passes. Um, obviously what they've done the entire year, close games. I know they lost that game to Texas. Uh, they had to win the game against army and in overtime. So like you have a bunch of these moments where you can look to the Oklahoma into the Oklahoma season where you're like, well, on this play, when this, when their team needed it the most, he shined and he came through. And so I think that's a big part in it because you look at Tua's numbers, but I think that that's all it is. Like there's no one moment no. I think from Tua that you can point to this year and be like, that was when Alabama like, they right. pulled away in this game. It's just, like They were just so much better than everyone else oh, the doubt. entire year. Yeah. And so you look at that, and I think it does. It works in a counterclockwise way. You look at that and you say, well, Kyler had one, two, three, four, five, seven moments on yeah. the year, and Tua had none, even though the stats are pretty similar. Right. It's just I think it takes away from Tua a little bit and it didn't hurt him. We hear it every single year, right, when we talk about the Heisman, those Heisman moments, yeah. the quote-unquote oh, yeah. Heisman moments you got to have those and look we talked about it last week on the pod we were upset with some of those voters that put in their votes you know sure. before the, the championship weekend because that probably did hurt Dwayne because when you see Dwayne go out and throw for what 499 seven incompletions in the game against Northwestern I think that could have helped him out a little bit now I don't think he would have 
pulled it off winning the Heisman. But, Beam, you're so right, man. Kyler had so many moments to where that stuck in people's minds, and Tua was just on the sideline drinking Gatorade and eating Chewy Bars, right? Because the game was over. Yeah. Chewy Bars, by the way, phenomenal. Yeah, I The think... peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, it's, it's the, best. the best of the bunch. And then you get a, maybe some of that little chocolate drizzle on phenomenal. top of there. It's the best. You got to get right. the drizzle. And then after that, I'd probably go with the oatmeal raisin. Yeah, I like a nice oatmeal okay. raisin. All it's right. pretty good. But we... uh, the thing that I don't understand, Maddie, is like going back to the ceremony where they're talking about. Like, well, if it was any other year, Dwayne Haskins would have been in the conversation. What? and would I'm like, what does that even what mean? That Dwayne's mean? stats are better than these two. <laughs> yes. Are you saying if they didn't lose to Purdue by 29 Tell points? Tell us that. Tell me that because they lost to Purdue. You think that. So if Ohio State, let's just like, let's go back and let's go into fantasy land for a second. Yep. If Ohio State wins that game in Purdue and they're undefeated and they're heading to the college football playoff, probably as a two seed behind Bama, does Dwayne Haskins win the Heisman? I don't know, because then you look at the numbers and you say, well, this guy hasn't lost anything. He shattered Drew Brees's. He shattered Curtis Painter's record. Crushed he him. blew everything out of the water here for Ohio State. Yep. Does he win the Heisman if Ohio State beats Purdue and West Lafayette? I, I don't know, and but I think it's close. And I think it's close to, and that's the same problem I have with the college football committee. Come yeah. out and tell us the reason why they're not in is because they got kicked in the teeth by Purdue. Sure, Come it. out and tell us that. That's why I think a lot of people were so frustrated with the committee and with the way this Heisman thing was covered with Dwayne Hassan is because of what you just said, Beam. It's not like his numbers were slightly worse than those guys. In a lot of cases, they were better than both those guys. And you can also say he had to play against better competition. Sure. Much better competition, Absolutely. right? I mean, outside of the Georgia game for Alabama, look, LSU is a good team. I understand that there's some a couple of teams that they had to face. But, man, when you look at that Penn State win, when you look at what they did to Michigan, the number one defense in the country that was give, giving up 13.5 points per game yeah. coming into this game, coming into the game a couple weeks ago, that guy deserved a ton more respect. All right, we got to push the coaching thing back. But let them know about Sling TV because then we'll combine uh, two coaches that are starting to well, – one's coming back and one uh, looks like that he may be on his way out because he's going to get interviewed here soon. Yeah, you guys don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. The best part about Sling TV is there are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so I think this is really good news for Buckeye fans, for this Buckeye team, for Ryan Day and his staff moving forward over the weekend. Um, the interim tag was pulled off of Brian Hartline's yep. name. He is now going to be the full-time wide receivers coach here at Ohio State. And I can't think of a guy that's deserving more of getting this title because not only when you think about the X and O stuff that happened this year and how there was no drop-off, and on, uh, honestly, they got better. This unit was better than of what we've seen were, yeah. in the last handful of years. Um, Brian Hartline deserved this thing because, like I said, the X and O stuff, that's probably the easy part for him to handle. But what he had to deal with from an emotional standpoint this summer leading oh, into man. this yeah. and keeping that unit together. Now, look, it does help that you had veteran guys leading that unit this year. But beam, he had to really hone in on these guys, keep them laser focused, and then get them into a season and ball out the way they did. This guy is so deserving of this. And I think this is only going to help not only – 
with the film room stuff, the on the field stuff, but this is going to help in recruiting because you got a young cat who's got some swag, who's not scared to, you know, he's he's a very confident dude. Look, you, I've been around Brian Hartley. He used to do radio shows here for a little bit when he first got out of the league. He's a very confident dude, and that's going to feed off to recruits and players in that room. I think this is going to be a home run hire for the Buckeyes and Ryan Day. Yeah, I think it already has been a home run hire. I right. mean, you just look at this year, you know, having that interim tag on you. Um, and we've always said this about the Ohio State receiving group, is that you're just waiting for these guys to step up. And I think that the change in culture and the change in – attitude and philosophy coming from Brian Hartline. Uh, there's no doubt about it that uh, I do think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal wide receivers coach. I mean, this is a guy who played here at Ohio State. He yeah. played in the league. He was great. Yeah. And so you get a guy like that to come in uh, who is coaching your guys up. And, you know, like, let's say if you're a high school recruit and, you know, you're not the biggest guy in the world. You're not, yep. you know, a, a Ben Victor type. You're not 6'4". You're not 6'5". Yep. Um, you see what Ohio State is doing and you see the kind of guys that they're recruiting. Like Terry McLaurin, Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon. Like, these aren't big dudes. But the thing is that they were work and they're very good at what they do right. and so I think that mentality Maddie moving forward with Brian Hartline uh, as the helm of the head coach I think it opens you up to a lot of different kind of playmakers yeah. because you know you look at just you look across the board at Ohio State I mean you got small dudes you got big dudes you got fast dudes, and that's you got what twitchy you dudes and so if you're a recruit here you can come in and say well listen I mean look at Chris Olave this is a three-star dude all right Three-star guy and Ohio State and Brian Hartline and what was Urban Meyer and what now is going to be Ryan Day are not afraid to put them in when the moments are the biggest. You look at Chris Olave's past couple of games, man. I mean, Big Ten Slayer, Michigan Slayer, legendary performances in his last two games as a true freshman, as a three-star recruit, okay? So if you're telling me that if you're a three-, four-, five-star guy and you're a wide receiver and you're getting recruited by Ohio State – You can say, I can go out and make a damn name for myself and go to the league if I go here. The way that they spread the ball around, it's not just one or two-headed monster. This thing is six, seven, eight, nine receivers deep deep at places. So, I mean, recruiting-wise, I think it's a home-run grand slam hire by Ryan. Continuity's been a big thing, and I think it's going to be a big thing moving into this offseason. I think you and I are definitely expecting some changes to the staff, but when you have a unit that balled out the way they did this year, this is definitely the guy that you want to keep. One more thing before we get out of here today. Look, the Temple job is available, and Greg Schiano's name is in the mix, Mm -hmm. right? You got former Tennessee head coach Butch Jones. You got current uh, Alabama offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. Those are some of the names that Temple's interested in. And look, look, let's be real. If we didn't have that PR nightmare happen down in Knoxville last year, he'd probably be the head coach of Tennessee right now. And I felt bad for him in that situation because with all that Penn State stuff, we're not going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But it's just such a murky area when you talk about was he involved, what did he know, all that crap. But right now, this is going to be something that you hear again for the next couple weeks, for the next couple months is Greg Schiano's name is going to be mentioned for a lot of head coaching vacancies, whatever ones do come available. It's not going to be. It's not going to surprise me at all if he does take this job, if this is a guy that they really like. But those are the three guys uh, that are involved, Beam, and I think you're going to fully expect, like me, to hear his name a lot uh, during the offseason. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think this is going to be a carousel of coaches. I think there are some coaches that are going to be safe, and I think that there are going to be some coaches uh, that don't philosophically line up with Ryan Day yep. and his ideas of what he wants to do. And Greg Schiano, we know that he's a head coach. We know that he has the ability to go there. He was a head coach in the NFL, for God's sakes. He, he brought Rutger up to a powerhouse. <laughs> right. As crazy as that sound, Rutger football with Greg Schiano at the helm was doing things that they've never accomplished before. This guy is a head coach. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit to see him be a head coach next year. No doubt. No doubt about it. Your team every day. Oh. You know.
Just wanted to let you know. Every day. Every we're day. We're here. I'm thinking we about are. Chewy Bars. Because mm. you're right. The ones with the chocolate drizzle on top, that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get after it like that, you got to go with the get chocolate after drizzle. It. Oh, that, what'd you uh, eat this weekend? I didn't even ask you that. You know, um, what was the the best meal you had this weekend? Best meal that I had this weekend. We uh, On Saturday, we went down to the short north. Had to get some shopping done. Okay. I don't usually venture down there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a mess. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yep. It took me about a half hour to find a parking spot on the street. Yep. We went to uh, Eugene's Canteen okay. right down to the short north. Nice. They had the Preston Burgers. Ooh. <sighs> Man, a good burger. It's on a, a top, cold day. It's a top three burger I've ever had in my life. Really? It was that good. Wait, you just told me North Star was top three because I that's just had, number one. Okay, I just had North Star's burger last week. Man, folks, if you haven't done that, get the North Star because that there. burger is fire. I had some really good wings yesterday from Roosters. About fifteen boneless wings, Love it. some wedges. It was a good day. I ate good yesterday. Only thing that happened is my team took the L. Yeah. And your team's looking like they're going to the Super Bowl. All right, we're out. Locked on Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, 97.1 The Fan. Talk to you tomorrow.